0: Well, that's why I want to shift gears here. Uh, before we do that, I remind everyone to download, subscribe, and rate to the 415ers podcast. Five stars only, despite a one-star effort today from the 49ers <laughs> against the Falcons. Uh, Evan Gettings and Mark Grandy with you as always. I'm on social at eGettings 10 Mark is on social at Mark Grandy. Mark with a C, Grandy with an I. Now let's, let's, let's dig into the offense, Mark, because we've seen the 49ers defense be able to win games for the team. Over the course of Shanahan's tenure, and especially this season, this is always the question. When, When the defense has a bad day, or when they're banged up and they have a bad day, can the offense pull its own weight? And I don't think it was all on Garoppolo today. Sometimes it absolutely is. Against Denver, it was. He was terrible in the second half. But the 49ers offense, because of some early mistakes, Because of turnovers, because of drops, because of ill time penalties. This is an offense with very little room for error if they do not run the ball effectively, which they did not today. And that is to me why you end up with 14 points against a Falcons team. That is why you're playing from behind the entirety of the football game. And that is why they allowed Atlanta to basically dictate the terms of this game first on offense. But then without being able to respond with your own firepower, having enough to put up points, it it just, it's really tough to see how this offense is going to be able to win you a game when they can't run them. If they have to beat you through the air, I bet there's a lot of teams looking at the Niners right now saying we could probably take them down any given Sunday.
1: Yeah. Probably licking their chops. And you know, I'll admit that Jimmy Garoppolo, I thought, was pretty darn good in the first half. It took a little bit to get going. Didn't score on the first drive. In fact, back-to-back three and outs opened things offensively for the 49ers. It was 14-0, two three and outs for the 49ers. They got the ball back after the defense had, had a big sack. I believe it was Drake Jackson, a sack of Marcus Mariota, right at the line of scrimmage to force a punt. Niners got the ball back, and Jimmy Garoppolo let him right down the field Uh, four for four, 48 yards and a touchdown next drive after another stop by the Niners defense, Jimmy Garoppolo, three for three, 31 yards and a touchdown both to Brandon Ayuk who kind of had his breakout game offensively, at least, you know, in the, the statistic numbers, Kyle Shanahan will say he's been playing great even without those catches, but in those two drives offensively, Garoppolo was perfect. Seven for seven, a couple of touchdowns and the Niners offense was humming But, of course, that's all they scored. I I do think he deserved better in the second half, Evan. Uh, He threw a beautiful deep ball to Ray Ray McLeod. It just bounced off his fingertips. It's one that he has to catch. Had a big throw down the middle to uh, second-string tight end Charlie Warner, who it was a perfect throw. Uh, He should have caught that one as well. There was a nice throw down the field to Brandon Ayuk, which was caught, but it was called back because of a penalty. He made some throws and some throws that he doesn't normally make in that second half uh that you know his his receivers dropped that there was a penalty on the offensive line whatever the case is he I think was better than the the numbers suggest I mean two touchdowns two interceptions you mentioned one of those interceptions just a heave at the end of a half who cares so be it doesn't really matter I thought Jimmy Garoppolo played decent and, and pretty good in the first half. Uh, but he, he also did miss a few in the second half as well. I'm not sure you can, you can pin all of this on him. Uh, a lot of it's on the run game, of course, but I thought Jimmy Garoppolo was better than a 14 put output by it, by an offense. I, I really think he had some, some pretty good moments in this game that I caught myself thinking, all right, you know, I'm surprised a little bit, but uh, I mean, you're the quarterback and you put up 14 points. You're going to deserve some blame, but I, I don't think he deserves all of it.
0: No, I don't think he does either. And and I'm with Kyle Shanahan, who said after the game that like, Jimmy was, quote, on fire in the first half. He, he was. Yeah. He, he's 12 of 15, 112 yards, had two touchdowns and then the meaningless pick. Like, he was very good in the first half. And that's a big reason why they got immediately back into the game to tie it at 14. But, of course, then Atlanta takes advantage of the 49ers mistakes. And that's, I think where fans do have frustration as well as a valid case against Garoppolo today. It's not that he was bad. It's not that he was great, but he as a quarterback is not able to overcome mistakes around him. Now it's, it's, it's tough when guys are dropping balls, especially on big, potentially chunk plays, like you mentioned. And on that first drive of the second half, I would also throw in Ayuk. I mean, there's, you know, a little six-yard slant. That's a catchable ball He's he probably should make. He made and an, a more acrobatic catch later in the game on a third down to keep a drive alive. So he drops that ball. Next deep ball, the Rayburn-McLeod. It goes right through his mitts. And then later, as you mentioned, Charlie Warner up the middle. Like, that hits him basically in, in the teeth. Like, he could have caught that with his mouth, and he, he couldn't. <laughs> so Jimmy Garoppolo was on point today. And then you know, but on the flip side, he also tries to force a ball on third down to Debo Samuel that gets tipped up and intercepted. Yeah. that's a pa- that's that's more of the, the Jimmy pass that I think people want to focus on as opposed to those those drops. But I hear what you're saying. He was good today, but when the running game isn't there and the defense doesn't have its best performance or you know maybe it's worst performance. I know they've been historically amazing, but you know they were, they weren't great today as a whole. injuries aside. Jimmy is a guy that people they like that's that's where you kind of see the the ceiling like he he's not going to be able to yeah. will you back into a football game unless everyone around him is also doing their job which they didn't today and that's that's why I, I to me he doesn't deserve all the blame is because look there were there are people that could have made plays to pick him up but he's also not the guy that's going to then pick them up when they make mistakes around him
1: yeah, I mean, I think in this in this discussion, um, expectations matter. And if you're disappointed or, you know, maybe a little surprised that Jimmy Garoppolo didn't play better, didn't put the team on his back, I would ask you what in the past has given you the idea that that's who Jimmy Garoppolo is, because it's it's just not like you're you're not going to get games where Jimmy Garoppolo says, hey, no worries, guys. I will win this game by myself. Like, I'll just do it. Like, maybe the, the best instance of that is back in 2019, that game in the Superdome against the Saints where Jimmy Garoppolo maybe had his best outing as a 49er. There were other players that had really big plays. I mean, the George Kittle... Took, taking the whole Saints defense for a ride down the sideline on a fourth down late in the game. That one stands out. But still, that was probably the best, like, I'll put the team on my back performance by Jimmy Garoppolo. But you have one example of that maybe in a long, long time and a big sample of him as your starting quarterback. I would say you should not be surprised that Jimmy Garoppolo was unable to do more. Uh, I mean, in this game, I'm willing to say I thought he, he played better than i was expecting it's just because you have expectations for this sort of thing no one i don't think anyone should be expecting jimmy garoppolo to be capable of doing those things but he's certainly capable of managing a game of managing a lead but the niners never led in this game so i'm not really sure what people should be expecting beyond this i mean when jimmy garoppolo is trailing and the Niners are forced to pass the ball 41 times like they were tonight or today. Uh, simply, it's it's not going to work out well too often. So I think the issue is, you know, early in the game, one, the f- you fall behind and you can blame both the offense and the defense for it. But then it's just simply never being able to get that offense going and, and that run game going specifically. Um, And I think that's where expectations come in. You can blame Jimmy Garoppolo all you want, but the reality is I think the Niners and most people know Jimmy Garoppolo is not the quarterback. That's going to be able to dig you out of that hole. So you need to do so elsewhere, specifically the run game and it just never happened. So um, I'm, I'm with you that Garoppolo does not deserve all the blame, but I think also you have to consider expectations because it's just, it simply is not going to happen often where Garoppolo is able to, to bring your team back from the brink like some other star quarterbacks, too, because that's just simply not who he is.
0: No, but can you understand how fans might view this game against... I, I'm not going to call Atlanta inferior. To me, that's a that's a term for a team like Carolina, but they're average. I mean, they're, they're probably close to a 500 team, maybe a game above, probably a game below by the end of the season. Can you see how fans would feel like well, if you can't do it against Atlanta, why would I expect you to be able to bail us out in a game where it does matter? In a game like the playoffs, in a game where, I mean, and, 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 maybe, and maybe that's just not your expectation, but like I think that's where fans are, are people are just more, um, more disappointed because maybe you're hoping for something that's not there, but like that—that's that that's, you also see. Like I said, you see the ceiling of this team. I mean, I, I would
1: suggest that don't get your hopes up when it comes to Jimmy Garoppolo in that regard. I mean, he's again, he's a he's a fine quarterback. He's better than replacement level, but he's not the guy that is going to take your team from down fourteen points in the second half and come back and win the game when he's getting nothing from his running game. It, it's just simply not going to happen. And I would totally agree with the fans that that watch a performance like this and say, if he can't do this against Atlanta, how is he going to do it in a a bigger stage against a better team, potentially with higher stakes like playoffs on the line or in a playoff game? And I would say that's a fantastic question because he probably won't. Again, it's, it's nothing against Jimmy Garoppolo as a person. We've talked a lot on the pod about he's, you know— one of the more level-headed quarterbacks that this league has seen in a really long time, but he's just simply not the guy that's going to put together performances that'll bring you back from games like this. I mean, you look at some of the nine, uh, some of the numbers for Kyle Shanahan, and a lot of these go hand-in-hand with Jimmy Garoppolo. Since Kyle Shanahan took over as head coach in 2017, the 49ers have been trailing by seven or more points, entering the fourth quarter 24 times. Can you guess how many times they've come back to win those 24 games? Again, most of them coming with Jimmy Garoppolo as their quarterback. I don't know, like four? Zero. They've been trailing by seven or more entering the fourth quarter. They've had some second-half comebacks, but seven or more entering the fourth quarter 24 times under Shanahan, and they have not won once. It's just simply not going to happen with the way that this, this team is set up. And I think a lot of it is based on who the quarterback is. Shanahan will change things based on who's quarterbacking. But when you have this guy as your quarterback, you're going to have to deal with the fact that you're probably not going to be able to make some of these wild comebacks like you're seeing across the rest of the NFL.
0: Well, then, then let's let, let's transition to that last drive, that last drive on offense for the 49ers, because I felt like that was kind of a, mi- a microcosm of the game and maybe a microcosm of some of the issues that you're talking about with the, that 0-24 record when trailing by seven or more in the fourth quarter. They go 16 plays in 80 yards in eight fifteen. The drive started about 10-30, I think, in the fourth quarter. As we talked about the defense got a couple of stops and they, they had the 49ers in a position to potentially come back from down seven or more in the fourth quarter, eight minute and 13 second drive, 16 plays, 80 yards turnover on downs, zero points. That was basically the game. I didn't see any sense of urgency in that drive. And it wasn't even because of Jimmy, like, Maybe you could say, "Hey, Garoppolo's got to rally the troops and get them to the line and, and do that." But like, I just saw zero sense of urgency in terms of play calling, in terms of recognizing the situation, and it, it was it was almost like Kyle Shanahan was playing to not get more guys injured. Like like that. That's kind of the way I felt at the end of the drive. Like, okay, well, even if you go down and score, you you just took eight minutes off the clock. And, and I don't know, maybe that's the way he wanted to run his offense the entire game. But the time to win, time of possession, is not when you're down double digits.
1: Yeah, no, I'm with you. And yeah, that drive began all the way back at the one-yard line. You mentioned it, it, there was not much urgency. They take up over eight minutes on 16 plays. And Kyle Shanahan said after the game, you know, we would have sped it up more, but we felt confident that we were going to get another possession out of it. They ultimately did, but of course they didn't score on the first possession. So it makes that second possession, you know, empty and and it doesn't matter at all. I'm with you. That really stood out to me. I mean, I wrote that down before we even talked about what we wanted to hit on, on the episode today. And yeah, it was not much urgency that you did not see the team push the ball down the field that often they converted. It was a long drive. It was a relatively successful drive, but to me, it felt more like a drive where you're up by seven with 10 minutes left. You're trying to kill clock. Instead, it's one where they were down by 14 points with 10 minutes left. You need to score it. You need it quick. You do not need a long drive. You're just making it all the more difficult on your defense. If you do get that score and you need another stop to get the ball back, I'm with you. The, the urgency simply wasn't there, and you probably have to – you know, split the blame between Shanahan and Garoppolo because both of those guys probably have an impact on how the team is generally moving on a drive like that. And, and you know, less so about the play calling, but more so just about, you know, getting up to the line quick, moving the ball, sprinting up to the line after a 10 yard gain. You just didn't see a ton of that. And the Niners were kind of relaxing, it seemed. And it kind of was strange because the way that they were moving, you would think they were ahead, but they were down by two scores.